I bet you did not know that last Sunday was Holy Humor Sunday, a tradition celebrated in the Eastern Church and one in which the priests would gather on that Sunday after Easter to tell jokes. The joke, you see, is on death. In Easter, we celebrate that nothing, nothing can stop the powers of God and God's life-giving gift, which comes to us through the presence of Easter and resurrection. Death is not the final word, but life is the final word from God. Now, as we explore the theme of laughter today, I want to begin by saying that the coronavirus is no laughing matter. And yet, we need laughter as an antidote for difficulty, despair, darkness, and even death. Without laughter, the tragedies and difficulties of life would simply overwhelm us. There's an old quip. It's not highly theological, but it makes the point. After God created the world, God created man and woman. And then to keep the whole thing from collapsing, God invented laughter. I'd like to share a few verses from Psalm 126, which talks about laughter. I'm just going to read the first few verses and the closing of that psalm. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. Those who go out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy. An invaluable resource for the road of life is laughter. Laughter is something that fills our spirits much as music does it. It goes beyond words, and yet it is so much a part of living and life. I'd also like to just share a little bit from our Colossians passage that Michael read for us. May you be made strong with all the strength that comes from God's glorious power, and may you be prepared to endure everything with patience while joyfully giving thanks to God. This idea of joy is something that we read throughout scriptures. It permeates the Bible because so often we are told to fear not and the compensatory response is therefore to know deep joy, which we can know even in the midst of sadness and struggle. You perhaps know about Sarah and Abraham. Remember, they were in their 90s when the word came that Sarah, who had been barren her whole life, would be pregnant. Well, she laughed and and couldn't imagine that having one foot in the grave and the other in the maternity ward, that this could be happening to her. And even God got in on the, on the joke because God told them to name the child Isaac, which means laugh. You see, life is constantly turned upside down by God's surprises and God's goodness and even God's 
grace. The word humus comes from the Latin soil. That's the word from which we get humor. Because humor touches us, can at least, touch us at the deepest levels so that something new can sprout forth. Joy and gratitude go together. And when we sense our gratitude to God for all that life brings, even even the things that we struggle with that we wish we didn't have to deal with, when we can be grateful in all circumstances, we can also allow the joy and the love of God to come into our lives. It was the theologian G.K. Chesterton who once observed that pessimism at best is an emotional half-holiday. Joy is the uproarious labor providing that which gives life. Life, you see, can make us bitter or better. Bitter or better. I love the story of the young father who went with uh, his wife to the two-week checkup after their baby had been born, and, and the father asked the doctor why the child had not laughed. And the doctor said, well, typically what happens is they don't laugh until they're about four weeks old when their eyes are developed and then they can see you clearly. Complaining and being bitter about life makes us blind to the blessings of life. Whereas gratitude, gratitude opens us up. It opens up our spiritual eyes to see, to really see how God is active in the world around us and in our very lives. The comedy of the gospel is told throughout with the parables of Jesus and the many stories where we see how things are truly turned upside down. And the comedy of the gospel is what enables us to see grace. When those who are on high are taken low, when those who are without rank or place in society are the ones who are actually invited into the banquet. For instance, when they went out to the highways and byways to get the the winos and the people off the street, the homeless people to come in to be a part of the great feast and thanksgiving. That joy is so much a part of life and it can be known at every level of life in every condition of life because God gives us this resource for the road, this laughter that can help buoy us up when we feel so low. Laughter can help us. Now, certainly laughter is not the end all. There are many other resources we need for the road of life. But we see in Ecclesiastes 3, verse 4, there is a time to cry and a time to laugh. These things help us deal with life. Tears and laughter help us deal with the deeper reality of life, the stuff of faith. Yes, there will always be tragedy in life. There will be things to contend with, which we are having to do day in and day out right now with what's going on in the world around us with this pandemic. But laughter 
doesn't always mean that we laugh off our humanity. Rather, it helps us resonate. To resonate with God's perspective that always brings grace and goodness in our lives. There's an old saying that the one who lasts, lasts. May it be true for us as we go through these days together and yet apart that through our laughter and through our joy in spite of everything we will last. Amen.